Yo, yo, this is Dex. And this is Queen Esther. And this is another episode of Complicated Discord. Well, thank you for joining us today, everyone. Um, we, we have a few, a few viewers. I'm not going to say we have a whole lot, but we're just getting started. And uh, some of our views have reached out to me and let me know that they enjoy seeing Esther on the show. She's been on the show a few times. In fact, she was on the first episode, if I'm correct. Um, and a lot of the, the viewers have been reaching out saying that she adds a very nice level of um, equality to it. She balances out the, the whole male-female ratio really well. They like hearing what she has to say. And overall, they just really enjoy her vibe and they'd like to see more of her. So, you know, being, that being said, just to let y'all know, we've been listening. And uh, as of today, Esther will be a permanent fixture on the show. Um, thank you for your, for your, your views and everything. Uh, Esther, you got something to say to the, to the viewers? I feel honored and I want to thank everyone for feeling that way. And I'm ready to give you guys a show and have conversations with you. Look forward to it. Thank okay. you. Great, great, great. So how your week been, Esther? long and back and forth with this government but it was great <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's, that, that's everyone's I mean, yeah you didn't you, you woke up so i mean i guess you can't really complain that much we got we got some good tops we're gonna talk about today uh Ooh. yeah the, the the first one i want to talk about is uh is this thing between kanye west and amber rose um okay. in the in the in the recent, very recent past, Kanye has, you know, put out that he wanted to run for president and he's had a one or two press, uh, press uh, conferences, I believe. But on one of them, he made clear his stance on, on pro-life being anti-abortion. And, you know, Amber Rose, we've all known, has been pretty active and boisterous about how she feels about a woman's, you know, right to choose what she wants to do with her body and not being shamed for the yes, decision. Yeah, was very vocal. Exactly. Um, and it didn't, it didn't change now. Now, I'm not going to say, listen, I'm not going to say I'm the hugest fan of Amber Rose because I, I never really was. I, I personally don't see the big deal behind her. But you know, some people seem to love her, so, you know, it is what it is. Dude. What? That's a little bit harsh. That's just, listen, that's, that's, like, not everyone is going to like what I like, and I'm not going to like what everyone else likes. Like, there are a lot of people that don't like me, and I'm okay with that. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, listen, I don't have anything against Amber. It's not that I don't like her. I just mm-hmm. don't necessarily really see the big deal behind her, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So check this out. I know that Amber tends to talk a lot about women being slut-shamed, as she calls it, or it's probably called. However, it's true. A lot of the things that women want to do and just live our best life, we get looked down upon for it. The same thing that men can do. You yeah. know what I mean? If I want to frequent a strip club, that should be my, my right as a woman. I could look at some other females or men, or I could date multiple men at once, or have sex with whom I want to. You understand what I'm saying? And not be looked down for, oh, you have so many partners. That's that's where it is. Well, really quick, I appreciate you saying that about going to men's strip clubs because we <laughs> know no one ever wants to go to a male strip club. No, 
I mean, no, they don't. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. I just it does not look good. It is not a it is not a an attractive looking bodily organ. I mean, no, it's not. I'm sorry, but, but, but thank I mean, you though. Thank you for giving. Thank you for giving us hope that we could make some money shaking it. Too. So wait, are you thinking about going into this field? I have. You know what? Listen, <laughs> I I am not thinking about going into this field. But there was a point in time when times were hard. And I heard it enough. I, I said, you know, let me let me at the very least look it up. So if times get harder, I am I'm informed of where I would stand on this. I hear you, man. But like this lack of equality in people making their own decisions and a woman's supposed to be at home making the dinner and taking care of the children and looking pretty. You understand what I'm saying? But we have feelings, too. You know, you know what? It's 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 funny you say that because all of this whole the woman needs to be the homemaker started back in the day. And it was way back. I mean, even when it came to came to kings and queens, you know, right. the, the 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 king's wives or his side piece or whoever he was sleeping with at that point was literally there to give him a son. Like give him a son and pleasure him. That 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 patriarchy was was real and and you know as we've seen it it, it hasn't it hasn't completely gone away no, it hasn't. um and then you know even if you fast forward time a few years you would see that um that a fair amount of of women back in the you know 50s would raise their daughters to be moms the homemaker homemakers if you were 23 and 24 you weren't married you were looked at as a spinster or something was wrong with you Yes, which is wrong. It's just even the fact that men can walk away from a responsibility because it's not like they're necessarily carrying it. You understand what I'm saying? Like there's a lack of equality in the thought process when it comes to women's rights, the the paradigms that women are supposed to follow. Like, why should I want to be in a hot kitchen all day just to give you food after you've went to work and I'm taking care of the children? That's a job, too. You understand what I'm saying, but what's up? No, no, you're you're right. I, I promise I didn't know how much of a job it was. My two daughters. I, I, <laughs> I learned a, a very, very, very hard lesson. It's a every single second of the day like job. Like while the man is at work, you know, he might have to build stuff, which is a hard job too, or be at a desk, whatever the case may be. That's difficult, but you have to be very vigilant. You're doing children, then you have to make the dinner. Did the woman take a bath yet? Does she have time to? She has to wash the two children, right? Yeah. So that's her all day until he gets home, and then the dinner needs to be ready. And I've ironed your clothes for the next day tomorrow. That's excessive. But but you know what's crazy? Even though I'm I'm not gonna lie, I I you know men has propagated that there are a fair amount of ladies out there that don't make it better. There are ladies out there now, like to this day that raise their daughters with with the mentality of you need to get married and you need to give me grandchildren. But at the end of the day, it's, hey, what if I don't want to get married? What if I don't want kids? What if, what if I want to focus on being the best CEO I could be? Yeah, like, on a career. Exactly. And, you know, um, I don't know if you've seen that show on Netflix, Orthodox. Yes. Wasn't there a character in there named Esther as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the main character, actually, <laughs> now that you mentioned it. 
<laughs> but yes, it did. But you could even see that in that show, and, and you know that's that's made on a true story. It's based on a true story. How how the the guy, the husband, wanted to have kids, and it didn't. He didn't care how she felt, how it was hurting her, how uncomfortable it was. He wanted to have kids, so he would go to his mom and say, "Mom, I don't know what's wrong with her. She she's not having kids." And you know that's a whole other thing. The fact is, the minute you know kids aren't born, the first thing people say is, "What's wrong with her?" Like, why can't she have kids? I know, like the guys don't be out there hanging out with their their male friends, drinking beer, lower lowering their sperm count. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> drinking liquor. I'm I'm just saying. No, no, so, hey, listen, you're not. You're not. Why there's low sperm counts? <laughs> listen, drinking, smoking, all that stuff lowers sperm count. But exactly. But like I said, the whole thing is the guy was he went to the mom and he didn't understand how she felt, so she she left. She said, you know, I can't I can't keep doing this. You know, and, and the crazy part is when she left, she was pregnant and she, she, she fully knew it, but it's still this, the whole stigma of we're married. You have to have children. It's also a cult, like a religious cultural thing though, for the Orthodox Jews is what I'm going to say. Like even, I don't know all the specific details, but I know that at a certain age, there's a coming of age celebration. And then there's also a moment where a woman has to shave off her hair and start wearing wigs as an Orthodox Jewish wife and then start popping out children. So it's just like, they kind of take away a woman's individuality. They, they kind of symbolically kind of like take away your beauty. Like nobody else needs to see this now. Now you are a baby factory and my wife, you know? And I just feel like you look hurt from the story. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm focused, man. I'm, I'm, cause you, as you're explaining it, I'm picturing the whole thing in my head is what it is. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to take away all of your possible aspirations. And now you just become, and, you know, food, mommy, cleaning. That's it. You know, what's even crazier that, you know, a, a lot of women are seen to just have children, right? You're, you're, you're seen to to be wives and mothers. But then once you have these kids and then you try to feed these kids in public, all of a sudden breastfeeding is disgusting and it's gross and it should be kept for your house. I try to understand how all of these views and prejudices have come in. Cause I'm just like, how did we all get here? Someone probably breastfed us, took care of us, et cetera. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, this is a natural part of life. What do you mean I should like hide it? Why are you sexualizing my milk-filled, you know, breast as I'm feeding a child? What's wrong with it? Then don't look. You know, I'm taking uh, care of a life. Like, I have an issue with that. I don't get it. it, it that, that is a problem because at the end of the day, you know, as a father, me personally, I would just want my child fed, you know? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's it's my, all about the baby. It's the life. Yeah. My baby is hungry. It's not like he can get up and walk to the kitchen and get himself a steak. He, have to, he has to eat. I'm not going to have him punish and you're sitting here eating just because you find it gross. That's, you know. And um, then even that, finding the money for a breast pump. Are you going to pay for my breast pump so that I can put it in a bottle and feed my child? People always have their um, opinions. And I'm just like, well, help people with your opinions. If you want an opinion... Give me this breast pump so I can put it in a bottle. Make sure you buy a whole month's worth, okay, so that I can feed and nurture this child. Like, I, I don't know. 
You know, I, I was speaking to a friend of mine one day and she was telling me about her walking around without a top on her, you know, with in front of her son. And I asked, I said, hey, is that is that not weird to you? And um, without even a question, she says, no. She says, breasts were here to, 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 to feed children. You know, people are sexualizing them. Breasts should not be sexualized. They're a source of food. You know, why would you see it any other way? And, you know, she made a good point. I said, damn, I, I mean, they, they look pretty good. So, I mean, that, that's, I can see why they'd be sexualized. But I, I do understand where she's coming from. How old is the baby? I don't remember. I mean, there's a limit, too. Uh, of course there's a limit. I see, and that's, that's the thing. They shouldn't be sexualized, but the point is they are, right? And at some point, that child is going to start to say, well, I like how those look. Those, those look pretty good, you know? It's, and it's, then they're going to go outside with the same behavior. You can't do that to just a good old stranger. You understand what I'm saying? Like, admire something that you've seen because now your testosterone is flowing and it looks differently to you and it's not your mother's. So it's like, as long as that is taught before the child leaves the house, I think. But, um, but really quick, back on, back on Amber Rose. After, after Kanye put out his, um, his, uh, his, his press release, you know, speaking about being anti-abortion or whatever it was, um, she, she commented. Now, Keep in mind, she did not sit down and specifically say this is towards, you know, Kanye West and his and, and his opinions on anti-abortion. She put out a blanket statement and everyone just kind of assumed that it was towards him. What it said was, you know, and, and I quote, it says uh, women get shamed for sex, for liking sex, for not liking sex, for having kids, for not having kids, for aborting <laughs> cells that might turn into kids. For having kids too young, for having kids too old, just STFU, man. And you know she's not she's not wrong. At that point of view, like I'm not gonna lie. Until I read that, I didn't really look at it that way. But sometimes y'all just y'all can't seem to win. Y'all can't win. If y'all have kids too early, you're you're a slut. If you if you decide to not have kids at all, then you're not living up to your best potential as a woman. If, um, if, if you wait too long, then you're too old to be having kids and it's inappropriate. If, like you said, you enjoy having sex and decide, you know what, I'm going to have as much as possible. You're a nympho, you're a slut, you're a hoe, you're all of this. If you decide, you know what, I don't want to have sex. I'm going to wait until I'm married. You're a prude and you're lame and then nobody want to talk to you because you're not putting out. At the end of the day, it's just, it's like, yeah, I just cannot seem to win. No, we can't. I don't understand why. I don't understand when it's going to change either. But no, we can't. I mean, you can, we can hope it's going to change. It, it may not. It may what not. Do you think? But look who's making the laws. Look who has the view. Old, old schoolers. Yeah, yeah, you're right. With, with the new age coming up, with, with, with the younger generation being the future leaders of tomorrow, a lot of this might change. A lot of them might say, yo, you know, I'm, I'm sick of this looking the way it is, and this needs to end, you know? I don't know if it's going to be that easy, because it's like people don't really care for change, you know? Like, oh, no. they like the way it's been for, for eons. That's, that's usually how people are. I know this newer generation is going to be like, no, it's time for a change. We have to switch this up, move faster, get with the game, get with the program, but... 
behind closed doors, it's still going to be the same way. So, so let me ask you, as a woman, because you know, I, I definitely can't give my opinion on this. As a woman, what do you think could be done to change all this? How do you think all of these assumptions are, are telling what you should be? I think that can change. Or, or where do you think we can start? Money, your motherfucking business. (laughs) For me, that's what it would be. Like, let people be, live and let live. If it could be that simple, but it's it's not. But honestly, the only thing I could honestly think of, how can it start to change? People just have to look at things differently, but that's on an individual-based thing. Or perhaps maybe there needs to be a female president. Oh, maybe that's what can start to change it be like okay we're not just to make babies we're not just for dinner and laundry we can make plans and, and lead people so. well technically that we, we 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 are changing a lot we've seen a black president we've seen a celebrity president now you know i don't i'm so tired of reality tv <laughs> politics uh, but it's entertaining though it's okay. a wonderful it is entertaining if it's nothing else. Oh, well, we need to we need to cut the entertainment out. This, listen, run the country, man. This is not a TV show. This is not a like run the country. But um, we need to sign four bills. Uh, hey. <laughs> but um, you you know you know what I think it is. Honestly, I think a lot of the time it's all about empathy. Like people will say, "Hey, you know, I'm pro life, and I don't feel like you should be able to." to abort a child, right? And a lot of times they say that because they've never been or no one in their situation have ever been in a situation where, huh? to where, to where it's detrimental, you know? It's, they've never been in a situation to where they're saying, hey, here's what's going to happen. You know, you're pregnant. Um, there may be something wrong with the child and giving birth will not only kill you, but it's a 90% chance it'll kill that child. Then all of a sudden it's, oh, okay, now, you know, everything changes. Right. No. And it also depends on whom is in the situation. Because like you said, it's an empathy thing. People have to go through things and actually experience it and feel. But that's selfish. Why should you have to, like, go through a situation to understand it? Well, you know, because you know what, as I said before, uh, human is, is one for hindsight. You know, we don't, we don't believe in foresight, apparently. And a lot <laughs> of the time it ends up biting us in the ass. Right. It is what it is. Um, anyhow, the, uh, the the next topic I kind of wanted to touch on is about, about. What's that? I'm saying, what are we talking about? You know what I want to talk. I, I would like to touch on um, uh, the the rights of ex offenders. Mm. Okay. I, I I feel like I feel like you know we we've seen this before. A lot of a lot of people will, you know, commit a crime or or be a party to a crime. They would get sentenced, they'd get a felony, then they would they would go, they would serve their time, and they would get out, and they'll be put right back in the same situation they were in prior. Sometimes in a worse situation, if you want to be perfectly honest. Right, because huh? of all the restriction. A- a- exactly. And you know what the crazy thing is? It's it's not even so much sometimes just the restrictions. For example, if um Let's say a gentleman is paying child support and he gets arrested and goes to prison for whatever reason. That child support doesn't stop. Right. 
it doesn't stop. The way the government sees it is you, you made a choice to put yourself there. So why should we stop your child support? So what it does is it builds up and now you're stuck in arrears. So now if you get out and now you're thirty, forty thousand dollars in debt and the 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 Department of Revenue is saying, hey, look, you need to make a payment or you're going to prison, going back to prison. It's kind of like, well, what is it you want me to do? I can't afford this. I'm not making enough money to 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 pay this. Hell, I don't even have a job. Nobody wants to hire me because of my background. And the jobs that I am getting aren't making enough money to where I can start even paying this off. I still have to live. I still have to pay my probation or my parole fees. I still have, there's so many things that you necessarily need to do without the means or the ability to do so. And a lot of people don't understand that. You're definitely definitely correct. I think plenty of changes need to be made in all the, like the way law works, period, because it's made to keep very specific people in this endless light circle perpetuation of going back to prison. We're going to cycle this because they know that once this person gets out, they're not going to be able to like pick back up and move on. What needs to be done? They need to, but there's an issue. Okay. What needs to be done? Definitely reform of the law. Cool. But then after the law is reformed, do you know who really deserves to be released and given a second chance on that level? They just let out a couple of felons and they did a lot of damage in that very short space of time. After they got their freedom, they committed more murder. So it's like, how do you know whom to release, who to give a chance and what, what opportunities to give them and how? Because I know you can go to school in prison, but does it matter? You know, because- from what I understand, not, not always can you go to school in prison. A lot of the times they have GED programs, they have small programs like that, but there's no continuing education because a lot of the times they don't have the budget for it. Right. Okay. So you can get your GED, but for the rest of your time, you're just kind of sitting there, you know? It's, it's an endless hole. That's what it is. It's a, rat, a rabbit hole. Here's, don't the know. Thing. Here's the thing, though. What happens when people get out? Well, they serve their time, but yet they're, they're denied basic rights as as everyone else. See, the issue is prison is technically seen as a punishment, right? The point of prison is to reform people, people to go in, suffer from what they did and, and learn from it and come out a better person. The thing is, if you go to prison and you get reformed and then you get out and now you're saying, okay, well, now I have to get a job. Now I have to do this. Okay, well, before this, I was a paralegal and I went and I lost my, my certification. Can I go reapply to be a paralegal? Can I reapply to be a notary? Can I apply to, to be a nurse? And a lot of the times the states won't allow you to hold these state certifications anymore, which at the end of the day is unfair because if you got out and you're reformed, why are they not giving you the best chance to, to, to take care of yourself and your family? I mean, Allowing somebody to have a state certification does not guarantee them a job. Right. But at least you're putting them on a path to where they can make themselves marketable. To where they say, hey, you know what? Yes, I was in prison for whatever the case may be. It was, a, it was 10 years ago. I made a mistake. You know, now I have, you know, my certification. I'm a certified nurse. You know, granted, I know you have a lot of people applying and they don't have felonies. But the difference is... I can't afford to lose this job while they can. They can go get a job anywhere. This might be my one chance. 
certifications, I think it'll be a good idea for people to obtain like necessary certifications for different various careers while they're in prison, especially if they show good behavior. Because it's very difficult to keep a good behavior if the environment is unsafe. And I'm sure in prison is dirty. They really don't pay attention to people. You get really disgusting food. You have lots of violence around you. It's not the most prime environment for a person to become better. But if you can do so in that environment, they should reward people for that. Meaning, okay, you're on the right path. You need to go towards getting this certification because it could possibly help when you get out. Like whatever job it may be, whatever career it might be, it will look better on one's resume. Like, yes, okay, I have a felony, but I also have this certification. That could be a good step in the right direction. It, it, it could be. It could be. Just like how I feel like if, uh, if say, someone gets arrested for, I don't know, tax fraud or, or embezzlement and they get a felony, they, they lose their right to vote. Like the thing, like, and I, I find that to be crazy. So because someone, you know, made a mistake in their past, they should no longer be given the right to vote for who represents them in their on their state or 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 county level. Well, to them, they did the worst thing in the world, which is stealing from the federal government. <laughs> so I guess no. But you don't thing, deserve any rights in this nation. The thing is, you lose yours for any felony, and it's just kind of like, so wait, I did something 15 years ago. Now I can't vote. Like, how is how is that even? How does that but make any sense? It doesn't make any sense, and it just puts people once again back on the same path to going finding something unsavory to do. Well, I can't vote. Can't choose this. I can't get a job. Let me go back to the streets. Exactly. You just you you put them in a situation where they have to commit crimes. They still have to survive. You know. And, you know, the same thing could be said about the right to, to, to own a weapon. You know, now that one's a little shakier. I, I, do, <laughs> I do. No, no, no. I do almost understand that situation. But again, like I said, if you were arrested for a nonviolent crime, you know, let's just say you happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Let's say your friends were talking about robbing a bank and you happen to be there and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. And they go through with it. You can get arrested for conspiracy. That's a felony. Now imagine that happens to you. Now all of a sudden you have you have a family. Now you have children. Now you can't own a firearm, or your husband can't own a firearm to protect your family because of a technicality. You know. Now I get it. Not everyone should regain that right. I completely understand that. But at the same time, like I said, if you're in a situation to where you were in a nonviolent crime, you know your husband should not have to suffer not being able to own a firearm to protect you in case somebody breaks into the house. Because let's be honest, you'll call these cops, by the time the cops get there, the person's already killed, murdered, raped, and robbed exactly. the entire household. Exactly. I'm a little iffy on the subject of guns to begin with. So, um, like, they make me nervous. <laughs> I'm so sorry, they really do. I know you're ex-military, so you might be a touch more comfortable with using a firearm, but it's just too loud for me. And most people don't need to have one. Why? Because once you have it, it's this level of power. People don't know what to do with power. Okay? And they usually misuse it. You, you know what? I had, a, I had a friend tell me a while back. We were actually talking about, about firearms. And he said, man, listen, I, I don't need no gun. I said, what do you mean? He said, I don't need a gun. He said, because I know me. I know who I am. He was like, well, <laughs> he was like we'll, we'll be in the street and me and somebody get into an argument over a parking spot. And he'll slap me or push me in the face. 
And he's like, I'm just going to walk back to my car and just shoot everyone. I'm ignorant. I don't need it. I don't need a firearm. He's like, I'm just, I'm, I get upset and I, and I black out and I do things that I don't need to do. So I don't need a firearm. And I understood where he was coming from. But still, you know, people have the constitutional right to bear arms, to defend themselves and what they find important to them. The people, but which people? Because technically certain people don't belong here. You know, in the United States. <laughs> You know what's crazy? I was watching something. I, I don't remember what it was. It was something I was watching on Netflix. It was a documentary. And they were saying that a lot of the, the, the rights that were taken away were specifically set into place right after slavery. So they, they freed the yeah. slaves, right? They freed the slaves. <laughs> and they were making everything a crime, like these smallest things, yes. you know? Yeah, you walk into the wrong door. Ah, that's a, that's a felony. And they put you in, they put you in prison. And a lot of the times you were in prison for, so, like you would get sentenced for a couple of months, but then they keep stacking on and stacking on um, charges. charges to where, you know, now you're no longer a slave, but now, now you, you, you're a, you're a property of the prison and the yeah. prison now rents you out to railroad workers and, and, and to, to build roads and stuff like that. that. It's just this, like a, a rabbit hole, as I but, stated before. Yeah, but the thing was, they were saying that they they made the consequences to having a felony to directly line up with the felony. So at the end of the day, they would arrest you for, say, walking across the street, right? And if they said, well, we don't want women to vote, they would say, well, you know, any woman that has a felony can't vote. And now we're making it illegal to be a woman on the street after 8 p.m. at night. <laughs> okay. To where you don't have much of a choice now. Be, now yeah. you're, you're in a situation where you're going to get arrested. And the minute you get arrested, the rights that you had before were automatically now taken away from you. Removed, yeah. Through no fault of your own. And even if it was, there's no way to get out from under that. But at the end of the day, it's, but that's what they want. Think about it. It's just like money exists. And there's this constant stream. You have to keep things in rotation. Like, they have trillions of dollars, you know, for a pandemic relief and they're allocating all these funds that have already been made. Like the money is made. Yes. If you make too much of it, it's going to deplete the money. Right. They, they made the jail system the same way. They have to keep a flow of people in it. Who best to go in it? The people that they've already made. Um, excuses like, oh, they're violent. They're mean. They belong in here. So, like, when most of the prison system looks like African American or Latino or whatever the case may be, even American Indians, that's the reason why I'm just like, okay, and then we're going to use taxpayer money. So, we're going to keep a certain flow of money coming in this direction. Then, we're going to keep a certain amount of money flowing over here. But everything's for a reason. You it's kind of like um, poker chips. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I will say there are a couple of uh, people and, and, and foundations that are fighting for, for that. They're saying that, hey, the fact you're taking away rights from people, especially constitutional rights, is wrong. Um, one of such being the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. In fact, in all actuality, I interned with them um, for a little bit prior to getting this job. Right. Um, and, you know, their, their main job is to slowly try to get you know, prison and criminal justice reforms enacted. You know, they're working on people getting the rights to vote. They're working vote. on things, you know? Good job. Like, little did I know, um, I don't know if you're aware, but recently a lot of people in Florida that had 
that were, you know, ex-offenders, they were granted back the rights to vote. And the thing was, they had put all of these stepping stones in place to block that for certain people. So they were saying is, okay, um, you're granted the right to vote unless you owe child support, unless you owe um, probation, unless you owe student loans. And they were doing all these things. So now they're saying, okay, you have the right to vote, but you have to climb all of these hurdles now. And if you just fall short of one of them, oh, well, I guess, I guess that right is taken. Yeah, sorry, sorry for you. But, uh, goodness gracious. But, you know, at least we know there are some people out there that are trying to make it better, you know? Yeah. One step at a time. That's all you, that's. that's Does they make a, um, a reform law? as well and it's like i said every single law that's being put into place at this moment is for very specific people it's like we're gonna like let certain people out of the jail like our older well-behaved um prisoners and we're gonna enable some of them to get jobs or you're gonna just spend the rest of your term on house arrest look at what president trump has been doing getting his friends out of jail (laughs) Right after this law was made in 2018. Like, yeah. the laws are just for certain people. Oh, hopefully hopefully these things will change. Like I said, with the new generation, let's hope they make changes. Um, speaking of laws and change, oh. uh, did you hear about that school in Jamaica? Or not even, I'm sorry. Did you hear that the high, the, uh, the high course in Jamaica has ruled it so that schools can ban dreadlocks? I'm so tired of this. People are just bored. Yeah, but you know what the, the problem is? I mean, for, for one, I feel like Jamaica, really, though? Of really? all places. Of all, exactly. But you know what? Not even just Jamaica. Uh, we also have, we, we see this all the time. There was that team that was in, I believe it was New Jersey, the wrestler, to where the, the referee told him if he was going to... Uh, to wrestle, he had to cut his hair off. Is yeah. he cut his hair off or be disqualified? And you know, the, the 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 kid was like, you know, I'm just gonna cut my hair off. This is important to me and my team. I'm not gonna lose for this, you know. But it doesn't make it any less wrong. And I look at that child. And you know, it was it was the same thing again recently with um, with the schools telling the 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 boys that they couldn't walk across the stage because of their because of their dreadlocks. I've even heard certain schools say you can't have dreads in school because it, 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 uh, what is it? It, it's a distraction to other students. But. My, my, my blood is seething. Why is that the case? Cause it's just like every, there's always like this definite direction of things that I want to say black people do, but once others do it, it's okay. And it's always this constant, we're going to limit you every single avenue that we possibly think of. You understand what I'm saying? If a Caucasian woman was to wear braids to a corporate job, it would be okay. Even with beads at the end, if I was to go do that, it would be an issue. It's just always telling us that we're not good enough for ourselves. That's what it's doing. And then they're doing this to young black children. So then it's already going to give them the concept like, Ooh, I guess this is nasty. This is not good enough, even though it's their culture and how they should feel you free know, to do what. You know, but that's that's been a thing in 
in in society for a long time now. You know, I've I've had when when I first started growing my locks, um, I had a conversation with a with a, with a gentleman, and we were we, it was a few of actually we were talking about you know hair and presentation and, and jobs. And the one guy said to me, he was like, your hair is short. I like how it looks now. He's like, I would more hire you at my company now with short hair than whether if you grew it or not. And my question was, why should it matter? Why is it, why is my hair, why is, why, why is that important? You're not going to hire me because I'm the best person for the job or not hire me because I'm not the best person. You're not going to hire me because you don't like how my hair looks. That's appropriate. It isn't appropriate, but it's also a presentation thing. And if a person has a company, they do have the right for the way that company is going to be represented. I completely understand that. But let me tell you this one. I actually knew a gentleman who had hair. He had had locks, his his locks, he has locks for since I knew him as a teenager. And um, he was working at this company for a while, for a, a, a long while. He was pretty successful. And he was told that they wanted to offer him a promotion. But he had to cut his locks to he get had it. To cut his locks off, you know. And he cut, and he, he did. He cut them. I told him. I said personally, I couldn't have done that because I feel like if I am good enough with my locks for you to offer me a promotion, then I should be good enough to to be promoted into this position. What like my, my track record should explain everything. I agree. But he cut them completely off, or he cut them shorter. He cut them completely off. They wanted to cut his locks altogether. Um. You remember that was an episode of Living Singles as well, where Kyle was working. Yeah, yeah, but Kyle, yeah. You need to cut your it's, hair off. He was like, I'm not cutting my hair. This is who I am. Get out exactly. Of That's what I'm saying. It's like they're constantly trying to like either feminize or degrade men or black women all the time. Here's not- my thing. How is, how is my hair distracting to you, especially in a learning environment? Because let's be honest, you'll have you'll have young young blonde ladies walking around with their long hair down to their butt. You'll have you'll have you know the the the, the white kids and the Spanish kids walking around with their hair down to the middle of their back, and that's fine because that's their natural hair. That's the way it grows. But yet, if we lock our hair and let it be natural because of the way it grows, now it's a distraction. Now it's a problem. Now it's unkempt or 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 dirty or it smells. When a lot of the times, you know, it's been shown that our hair is normally cleaner, that locks is, is, is a lot cleaner, easier to maintain. Well, I mean, like I said, I get it. And we understand the fact that people want to make up all of these negative things about something that they don't understand. They don't want someone else to have. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yes, we could all make the, the argument that someone's hair can be unkept. And who's to say this, that, and that is someone's opinion. But they're specifically um, focused on blacks and African-Americans and black people because that's whom they want to degrade at the moment. It's not for anyone to say that, oh, your locks are unkept or they're not neat. There are some hairstyles, period. I've known people to come to school with spikes in their hair and I couldn't see past it. Mohawk. <laughs> yeah, Mohawk. There we go. Or uh, mullets, and that was perfectly fine. But if you were an Afro or you have locks, it's, it's exactly because it's a cultural thing. That's what they're like culturally. The United States was focused on on like degrading for years, so it's like hard to get it out the the main flow. Here's my thing, right? 
when we're speaking of the, the kid that couldn't walk across the, the stage with his hair, my question is why? That, that would be like, why? Here's my thing. I have went through all of school with my hair like this. It has bothered no one. Now, all of a sudden, I can't have my hair on graduation day. And That's- it's... And before you tell me, before you tell me, oh, well, it's going to be because, you know, it's going to offend certain parents. What about my parents? It's going to offend my parents to see me without my, without my hair. We don't matter. I think if anything, that's why it's like, I feel like I'm a broken record at this point. Because <laughs> it's like, this is the same reason. It's like, I know we're like, but why? Like, it's just our culture. We don't like look down on you for your culture, X, Y, Z, but it's, it's focused on people that look like us with some melanin you know what i'm saying like it's supposed to break you you understand what i'm saying like they told us we couldn't read the senator is so we could feel stupid not good enough and it's a personal psychological thing it's like if i can mentally break you first then this is how you should go into life that's what they were really trying to aim for that young boy let me let me ask you a question this is gonna be a funny one um you see how people are saying that it's all about the way we look and and how we carry ourselves now, we all know, you know, former President Obama was very well-spoken. He carries up <laughs> very well. What if one day he would have came out to a press conference with jeans on and a do-rag and a fitted cap and some Timberlands, but still spoke the exact same way, still got his point across the same? What do you think would have been the problem there? Well, just like everything else, they always try to find a problem with what the man did. They always did try to find something wrong. So like he would have given them something in that instance to talk about and he would have done it with boy and they would have hated that too. <laughs> like, Hold up, aren't you supposed to change the lingo? Like the vernacular, you got to change the vernacular. Like that's probably what they would have told them. Like the vernacular is not matching how you look. No. The end all be all. It's like they don't understand it. So they're going to hate on it. That's it. So let me ask you a question. Had you had you been the mother of that uh, that child in in that situation, what would you have done? <laughs> you saw that deep breath that came out, right? Okay. Um. Honestly, I would have given my child their. Own. First of all, nobody's graduating. That's the honest truth. But if I was gonna have some decorum and and be that silent, powerful black woman that I am. I would have been like, baby, let's go to the, the cafeteria, wherever they have the actual diploma, because, you know, during the ceremony, they don't always give you the real diploma. Like, or let's go to the main office. Let's go get your diploma. We're going to go have a nice whatever meal, the child like, like seafood or something. And I'm like, I'm going to have, if we live by a beach, go to a beach, roll out a red carpet and be like, this is your graduation, my child. You don't need people. You have already made it. I would have tried to build my, my child's spirit up like that because I was like, you don't need people to say that you've made it the next step. You understand what I'm saying? That's honestly. I, on the other hand, would, would have. So petty. So See, so, you can't ruin everybody else's child's moment. So you know, but I it's, it's, listen, it's not, a, it's not about ruining everyone else's child's moment. It's about what about my child? My child deserves it just as much as everyone else's. Now, I don't want to take away from anyone else's opportunity or anyone else's ability to walk down the aisle, but at the same time, we're preaching equality. Why isn't my child being treated equal? If that's how you're going to make it, if, if, if you want my child to cut their hair, make everyone cut their hair. I mean, boys, girls, everybody. Everybody would have walked down with a fade. I'd have been fine with that. That's what 
process. I was like, I could just be disrupted of the whole thing. I was like, nobody's fucking graduating today. Not today. You know what I'm saying? Not because my child is not being treated equally. But I keep like the broken record thing. You know, it's not meant for us. It's to break us mentally and physically. Listen, I said I said in one of my, one of my earlier one of the earlier podcasts that sometimes anger is all people understand. Sometimes you it's have, true. sometimes you have to be that that angry parent, that one who comes in here and 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 just creates a storm, who calls in the newspaper and the superintendent and just everyone and and makes it happen, makes a change. Because and now then what? I'm the angry black woman and go right along with their paradigm fuzz. I'm black, I'm a woman, and then I, I went washes on some people. <laughs> you, How does you, that sound? Sometimes so you're right. Sometimes there's no winning. Sometimes even when you're angry, they 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 use it as a ah, you see, we told you that's how they would have been. And then they're gonna call the cops. And then how is that gonna go? Isn't it sad just to even talk about this like this? Like the cops are supposed to like protect and serve, but no. Like, so then the cops will probably be called and then who's gonna get in trouble first? And you know, and I don't think anyone is really sitting out thinking what kind of psychological, you know, turmoil that could be causing to that child. No, they t- we like, don't really matter. And it hurts me when I'm saying all of this, but they're not thinking about that. But that's no, that's what they are thinking about. They're aiming to like break this child before they graduate because we don't want it to, to survive. We don't want it to survive out there. We want it to know that it's not important before it even leaves here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it hurts, but it's true. I think, like, me personally, I would have needed a very, very, very reasonable explanation. It would have had to make sense. Like, my, my child has come to school all this time. His hair has disturbed no one. It hasn't disrupted anyone. It hasn't been, you know, dirty or, or smelly or unkept, which, mind you, is very much subjective. Let's be, let's be perfectly honest. It, it's subjective. Mm-hmm. So why is it all of a sudden now? Why is it now? Now that it's the most, like, one of the most important portions of his life, are you going to sit here and make this an issue? Why, why, why is it not? This should be moot. It, it, it makes no sense. Well, I can see the father and you just came out and, like, explain this to me. I see all the, the veins are popping, bro. <laughs> well, listen, listen. I have, I have had issues with, with my daughter and, and her school before. And a lot of the times before I go in there and I act like this, it's always, okay, explain to me why I'm here. Give me a really good explanation. If you can give me a reasonable explanation, then by all means, hey, I apologize for whatever she might have done or maybe didn't do. Or, you know, like, example, one day my, uh, I got a call that my daughter, my daughter got kicked in the, in the, in the face at school in the, in the forehead. And my wife was going off and I said, hey, relax. Get the explanation first. Don't go in. You know. And honestly, it, it was legitimately an, an accident. It was an accident. My daughter did something. The little boy did something. They were both in the wrong. So when my daughter got kicked, it was just it was on her forehead. It wasn't too bad. But she was like, you know, she, she's like, that. it wasn't his fault. I did this. He did that. It just, it, we were both kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. So in that, in that situation, I, you know, I said, okay, just tell me what happened. Okay, that's what happened. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I can't blame anyone for this. These things happen. Granted, I would have wished you would have kept a better eye on the situation. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. You guys did your job afterwards. 
But if you tell me something ignorant, hey, why'd my daughter get kicked? Uh, well, she shouldn't have been over there. Um, excuse me? That doesn't explain anything to me. So because she shouldn't have been there, warrant somebody kicking her? That, I, so if I punch you in the face right now, would it, would it be wrong? Because technically, you shouldn't have let my daughter get kicked. So two wrongs don't make a right. You understand? So if you're going to explain to me why he can't walk or why they can't do something, and it's a logical explanation, I could live with that. I honestly could. But when you say something like, oh, well, he has locks and, you know, some people might find that offensive. So I don't, I don't care if we find offensive. What about what I find offensive? I mean, if, if, if you want to get into this conversation, nobody's going to be walking. Let's be perfectly honest. <laughs> it's true. Or we could just go the route where we start to bring in what? The law. Like, I'm going to sue. Hey, that was my, yeah, that would have been like, oh, you, you just, you're not going to let him walk? You, are you sure? Are you are you sure? Let me, let me hang on. Let me let me go ahead and record. Let me get this, this on. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're not letting them walk because of what now? Oh, because of this hair? <laughs> All right, I got you. Come on, let's go. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. We good. We good. And as soon as I left the office, by next week, we're going to own this school. No one's going to be walking. <laughs> like, come on, kid. Let's go. You're going to get the, that new iPad you want <laughs> or something. <laughs> you're going to be the principal next year. Don't even worry about him. <laughs> I mean, yeah go on a vacation to the Caribbean or something. Like, you know, at, at the end of the day, right is right. And I feel like the, the, the form of discrimination just because of how we choose to have our hair is, is absolutely... It's not choose to have, it's our culture. And, and, it's and, like- that's, and that's what I said. People could say, well, you don't have to lock it. You're right. I, I don't have to lock it. But it, it is part of my culture. If I want to lock it, that is my choice. You know? Right. That that's my choice. If 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 we're gonna be about if we're gonna be all about natural, then how about this? How about nobody cuts their hair? How about nobody dyes their hair all of these crazy colors? Because you're having people walking around with red hair, and that's not that that that's that doesn't that doesn't distract people. You know, platinum hair doesn't distract people. Green well, hair, green hair, green, purple, <laughs> blue. People are allowed to have these colors, and that's not distracting. But my locks, you know, distract people. It's sad. It is sad, and me personally, I feel like I feel like it's, it's something needs to be done. You know, I feel like we were heading in the right direction for a while now, and I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of the a lot of the protests have kind of dimmed down a little bit. Yeah, I've noticed. I was just gonna say, I've definitely noticed, and I'm I'm like, what next? What's gonna happen next? You know, and it, it's sad to say, but again, there's the hindsight again. We we make a big stink about things. Right when it happens, and then we kind of forget about yeah, it until, really- until it happens again. Then it's oh, okay, now we're gonna reignite a fire, you know. Exactly. And you know, I completely understand. Even with with coronavirus and everything going on, people can't afford to be protesting all the time. For one, they don't want to get sick. For two, they have to go get to work. They got to make money. They got to go to school. They got to do all these exactly. things. I I I completely understand, but it doesn't change the fact that. Yes, over time now. Yeah, it is. It is. The, the, the whole thing has diminished and it's not getting any better, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, look, I, I, give, I give everyone who, is, who, is, who has stood up and protested and voiced their opinion, man, they get the biggest applaud from me, you know? Like they, did, they, they're doing, they did an amazing job. And it's not over everywhere. It's still going on. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm saying it's not happening. Right. But I will tell you, it was it was publicized. Maybe yet, you know what? Let me take this back. 
it probably still is happening, but it's not being as publicized now as it was because at the end of the day, it may not be selling anymore. Yeah, that's true. Everything's about money. It's so sad. And the, the, what you call it, the elections coming up soon. I think that's what everybody's kind of focused on and this unemployment. That's kind of what's going on in the world. Like, because people are suffering. People lost their jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, the price of food has gone up. So, like, in addition to the rights of people, we also need to survive. Usually, as humans, we want to survive first. <laughs> but, I mean, isn't that the way things are in, in life? Price of, price, cost of living goes up. Wages go down. Well, I mean, it happened. There's always like a cycle of that, too. We always end up in a recession every few years. <laughs> it seems like we do. I mean, when was the last one? Was that in 08? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've seen a lot of things in my day. I'm too old to remember things like that anymore. <laughs> Wait, if you don't stop, you're not old. We age like fine wine. Listen, listen, <laughs> don't, you, don't you be taking away from my excuses to tell, tell people I forgot things. <laughs> I'm too old to be remembering these things. My bad. Sorry, it's old age. I'm young. I don't know. I'm still 23. All right, you're absolutely <laughs> looking. Absolutely looking. Far be it for me to argue with a woman about her age. Say you 23, you are 23. You'll be 23 until the day we die. I'm okay with that. Uh, no. <laughs> I already know. But, no. um, but yeah, no. Um, we, need, we do need to figure out what's going on with this whole uh, excluding people because of their hair. Like, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's a, a, a trickle off of racism. Like, okay, you guys are saying racism is so wrong. Let's go pick at the little things and we're still going to try to break you down as much as we can, the little bits. You know, and, and it's crazy you say that. I never even thought about it. A lot of the times people talk about racism. We talk about the overall, the, the grand scheme of things. No yep. one ever talks about the little, little pinpoints of racist things here or there that that adds up you know exactly because just like women constantly can't win neither can minorities we can't win we can we could speak properly we speak too white we can actually go to school be educated but we will never be educated we don't like the way you speak we don't like the way you do your hair it would always be something you can never please everyone and i guess I guess since since women and 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 black people can't win, I guess black women are just struggling out here, huh? <laughs> well, like, I'm not a black woman, you know, but I, I can imagine because I mean all the stuff we've spoken about, you know, no you're one's ever. Black- really- I'm sorry. And you're a black man with locks. I yeah. think you have first. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not going to play a game of who has the worst chicken hair, okay? Gotcha. gotcha. The point is, the point is, the world is in a sad, sad state right now. And people, people are quick to sit down and say that it's the politicians and the politicians. But at the end of the day, what are we doing as people? What, you know, we're not doing our part. We're not voting. We're not, we're not actively involved in the political system. To, to, to see if who is going to be in office next, you know, are, are the best person for it. Like, you know, sheriffs, judges, um, comptrollers, these are all elected officials. We choose them. Right. You know? We choose senators and, and governors. and we, we need to start being more active in the, in, in, in the political community. We need to follow who are going to be running 
to represent us in these elections, you know, look at their track record, go back into their past and kind of see the things they've done. We need to we need to dig into our politicians the way we dig into our celebrities. I agree. Definitely agree. However, I can also give everyone an excuse, people an excuse overall for trying to survive. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's yeah. what's going on. But, but you, know, you know what? I, I, I do understand it, but I still also find it crazy that, you know, if Meg Thee Stallion got shot and there were 180 different stories explaining why we had a bunch of private eyes and sleuths trying to figure out what it was. But yet, like I said, you'll have someone running for or judge in the state and we won't even follow that and you know and the thing is people will get arrested and they'll say oh it was a racist judge okay that judge might have been racist you may be right but at the end of the day we had a chance to vote for someone else and we didn't unless both of them were racist they're in which way we're kind of screwed either way you look at it which a lot of times that's a lot of the situation we'll get two terrible candidates and it's Let's choose the better of the two evils. You know, this guy is bad, but that guy is just that much more worse. So, <laughs> yeah. lesser of two Yeah, well, listen, you, you, know, you know what might, might actually be a good thing for us to where we start raising the younger generations to maybe be more active in, in, in the political world. Send them to school so they can grow up to be maybe future politicians that look out for us. Yes, but it starts at home because we can't like rely on people to do that at school. And no, it's true. I don't know if you've noticed it, but we came a really far away away from locks in school and, and, and Jamaica's horrible decision to allow schools to ban locks. Yeah, we did. But I mean, when you think about it, Bob Marley, man, Bob Marley. I, I really don't understand that one. But if anything, I could say towards that, I would say it's perhaps so that maybe their youth can make it into the mainstream and they understand how sometimes having locks, even though it's your culture, can be detrimental. So you know what? Let's nip this in the bud ourselves first before you go out into society for real. So you, I think that could be maybe the only thing behind it. But you know what? You can always do that. And then explain, you could let them have their locks and explain the difference while they're in school. Because now, that's, now it feels like a form of oppression. Because that's, that's also in the Caribbean or the islands. Like when you're a kid and you're in your parents' house, are they going to tell you why you're not going to get the candy or the mango tonight? No. Touché. You're going to get it. You're going to have oatmeal today. <laughs> Touché. You know what I mean? Well, we'll see what the future brings on this one. Maybe somebody will fight it, maybe someone won't. But I guess at this point, all we can do is watch, wait, and listen. Back. Anyway, that's going to wrap up our show for today. Um, I had a blast. Sorry, go ahead. I had a blast. I, I had a great time talking to you as well. <laughs> um, hopefully the viewers and the listeners, because now we're, uh, we also have just the audio podcast uh, on Apple. Uh, Google Play, Spotify, Spotify Red Circle, uh, Radio Talk, I believe it's called. And Check us out on Instagram and look for Facebook, too. And we do have an Instagram and Facebook, so, you know, if you have something to say, please feel free to look us up, message us, us. us. If you got something that you want us to talk about, 
let us know. Maybe we'll call you up and you can appear and you can voice your opinion as well. Right on. Have a good one, everyone. Peace. Bye.